0: Chuckin' It From The Cheap Seats is the newest podcast covering Indiana high school basketball. Head coach Josh Thompson interviews some of the most impactful people who make Hoosier Hysteria great. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Subscribe to Chuckin' It From The Cheap Seats wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Chucking It From The Cheap Seats is brought to you by ShootAway. Offering products like 12K Series guns proven by time and again. By the nation's top school and college coaches slash programs. For special pricing discounts, contact Bruce Helt at 317-767-5543 or go to shootaway.com.
0: For over 32 years, D1 Basketball has offered elite basketball camps and top-tier player development programs. Team camps, individual skills camps, shooting camps, we improve performance, period. Few Indiana basketball camps impact performance like D1 Basketball. Since 1989, annual enrollment in D1 Basketball has grown from 80 to 3,500 players, making it one of the largest independent basketball organizations in the Midwest. The mission of D1 Basketball is to help coaches and players maximize their performance. D1 Basketball Facts D1 basketball camps are exclusively endorsed by the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association. D1 team camps has hosted more sectional championship teams, Final Four teams, and Indiana All-Stars than any other camp, shootout, or summer tournament. D1 team camps provide the best chance for a school's coach to work with all their teams against top-flight competition from throughout the Midwest.
1: This week on Checking It from the Cheap Seats, Joined by Coach Jason Delaney of the Cathedral Irish. And as you're going to hear, it was a great podcast. Coach is extremely passionate about the kids that he coaches at Cathedral, the kids that he coaches in the Indy Heat program, coaching his son now as a sixth grader. Coach has had a lot of success everywhere that he's been. Um, And we were deeply blessed to have Coach on here. We hope that you enjoy this week's edition of Checking It From The Cheap Seats.
2: automated voice messaging system. Three
1: one seven four four. Six. Welcome to the Checking It From the Cheap Seats podcast. Here this week, and we are joined by Coach Jason Delaney and so myself, uh, Coach Josh Thompson, and the Barry Media Class. We appreciate Coach Delaney being on the podcast with us this week. Coach has been head coach at Waldron, Southport, Anderson Highland, Indy, Washington, Indy Tech, and now at Indianapolis Cathedral. And this year, he's got not only one of the best teams in the state, but arguably one of the best teams in the country. Coach has won two state championships. He's won some city titles, and uh, he's on here today to talk to us about his coaching career, coaching philosophy, and the guys that he has uh, coming back this year. So, Coach, thanks for being on with us today.
3: Uh, Coach, thanks for having me. Big fan of yours and really enjoyed watching your championship run last year and the way you did it and the way you handled it. Uh, So I appreciate it and uh looking forward to, to talking with you
1: here well um i appreciate that very much jason and, and you know this uh, as well as anybody you know when you have really good players it makes you look really good as a coach but i was thinking about this this morning as we were getting ready to do this podcast about how you and i had actually talked last year late about the potential of us playing with you know both of us needing some games there at the end of the year due to due to covid and um you know, I just think about – I look back at that situation and I think, man, was I crazy to even think about taking those kids up there and, and playing Jason's guys. But, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of yours and, and really glad to have you on the podcast with us today. So, Coach, um, what we do on the show is we always start out with a, a two-minute bio. Most people around the state know Jason Delaney, but, Coach, give us kind of your two-minute bio here.
3: Um, so, I'm I a guy who kind of paid his dues uh, since I was a little kid growing up in lafayette indiana uh, i always wanted to be a high school coach in the state of indiana so i get to live my dream each and every day and you know i had some great mentors rick and Paul. grew up in the mccutcheon system mm-hmm. and then my junior year transferred to lafayette central catholic where i got to play for dave Worland uh who who taught me a lot mm-hmm. and then uh I, I wanted to get right into coaching cause it, again it was my dream yeah and passed up playing you know some small colleges and started at muncie central i had very was the head coach there. He gave me an opportunity to be a freshman coach for two years. I had a great two years there. Went to Muncie Burris with Brian Carr, uh, who, who's one of my major mentors. And then got to come to Broad Ripple and work with Bill Smith, who, who was a just phenomenal coach on on coaching details. George Hill was there at the time, so it was kind of my job to follow George around, make sure he was going to class and doing all those <laughs> things. And, and, and then, uh, you know, I, I got my break in the middle of the September. Uh, he was way late uh, at Waldron they were 10 and 12 the year before
2: mm-hmm.
3: and got go in there and and those kids believed in me mm-hmm. and we went twenty seven zero one state title should have retired then but no <laughs> one's ever accused me of being the smartest guy in the room and, and so a few other stops and then uh got to Arsenal Tech which was a dream job for us because we were at Washington they always saying what could we do with that talent
2: mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. in there
3: and, and, and it was a rebuild situation too they had won 17 games in three years only mm-hmm. one winning season in 10 mm-hmm. and we went 16 and 5 that first year mm-hmm. and then, you know uh, 21 and 5 the second year and then we went 27 and 2 and won state championship finished number three in the nation mm-hmm. and that group you know was the most determined group I've been around and then you're here at Cathedral now that's going on year number six trying to build to to where we are right now and so that's kind of the, the background. I've been blessed to be around great players and great coaches and uh, coaching staffs who, who believe in me is when we won that title at Waldron. I remember we went back to the school and getting ready for the pep session. I mean, it's a sold-out pep session, as you know, in, mm-hmm. in the small towns. Like, it, it's such a great experience, and, and to share that with people is really memorable. And so I'm sitting in the locker room, we're, we're crying. I mean, we just won, went undefeated one state title. We're crying because we knew the ride was over
2: mm-hmm. because
3: we had a bunch of seniors. And I, the last thing I did was thank them because I, I knew right then those kids made my career. Yeah. Anything that came after that was because of those kids at Waldron. Um, and now every year on that anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, we, we text each other happy anniversary of the state <laughs> title. Yeah. And so again, those kids made me and, you know the tech kids and and all along the way, just kids believing in me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, you, you like you said, you've been really blessed to be around some good people and be be around some good talent. Uh, you mentioned Dave Worland, and, and now you work with Dave, correct?
3: Yes, yes. One of the major reasons I came to Cathedral.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, Coach, um, you know, you, you mentioned having great players along the way. You've got a great team this year. Um, you know, you don't win on talent alone. But when you look at your team on paper, you've got one of the best teams in the state, and like we talked about, arguably in the nation. Uh, who are some of your key guys that you've got coming back?
3: Well, I laugh with that because on paper we we look we look pretty good, but we're in Sectional Ten, yeah, and that Sectional Ten changed a lot since the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but our main guys coming back, starts with Tayshon Comer,
2: mm-hmm. our
3: our point guard who's a senior. He's started every game for us here at Cathedral. He's been all state every year. Uh, probably the most positive leader I've, I've coached. Mm-hmm. Just a phenomenal kid, work ethic off, off the charts. Jackson Edwards, uh, who just committed to Murray State last week, uh, 6'6 guard, who, uh, again, uh, has only played one year of varsity basketball, so his best basketball is ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Booker, uh, 6'11 junior, who's, who's our biggest recruit. Uh, just a kid who, again, in this day and age, he he bought in to getting better in the progression. He played 10 minutes a game for us last year, scored three points. Mm-hmm. And instead of running or doing anything else, here he is right back here this year, and now he's starting for us, and he's getting all these major offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Davis, who who is a huge fan favorite, a junior, uh, 53% shooter for mm-hmm. his career from three and led the state in charges last year, mm-hmm. taken. Um, has a chance to break the all-time record. And then Jerron Tibbs, uh, another 6'5 guard who is a, a junior and 63% last year from three-point line. 63%, football percent Oh, my. 63%. 59 wow. as a freshman. Wow. Um, but he, he's so smart, he picks and chooses. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, you know, he's not going to just take bad shots. He takes really, really good shots. Mm-hmm. So those are our starting five. Come back, all, all of them are named top 100 guys by the Coaches Association. And even our, our sixth man since Sincere Germany, who's a junior, getting some Division One interest. And, and, and the thing that I've told our guys is our leading scorer coming back is 15 points a game. Mm-hmm. And this is not a place right now where if you want to score 30 points a game, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we've had 48 scholarship offers for our, our players that they've earned since uh, May. And I've told our guys, because you believe in sacrifice in our program and in each other, you guys are the ones being blessed right now. You know, when when people are chasing these things, you're just sitting here working and and sacrificing. And in the end, you're the ones being blessed. And to me, that's the coolest thing about all of us.
1: Well, and, you know, to that point, it kind of goes back to some of the stuff that I've heard Coach K talk about at Duke. You know, if you want to average 25-30 a game, don't go to Duke. But if you want to be a part of something that's really special and a a part of something that you're going to have an opportunity to make a jump to the next level, then obviously that's a place that you want to go. You know, you talked about uh, 48 scholarship offers for these guys. And, you know, Tayshaun, yeah. I was blessed to be around him. And everything you, you said about Tayshaun it w- was spot on. Now, this year our junior all-star experience wasn't like it has been in the past. And we were only around each other for a day. But then I saw him at the top 100. I was around him at the top 100. I just love the way that kid carries himself. And he, he's a leader, an infectious leader of guys that, that he just gets to know. So I can't imagine what he's like around guys that, that he's playing with his teammates and guys that he's going to play with down the road. But you talk about all those scholarship offers. And I know this morning you just came from workouts, and we appreciate you leaving that to your assistants and coming on here a little bit early. Coach, how do you manage all that with all those schools coming into your workouts? Uh, we, we've got a few that are coming into our workouts to watch Hagen and nepp and, and, and that can be, I don't want to say daunting because it's mm-hmm. not, but it's just – you know, it adds an extra layer to everything that you got to do. But when you've got 48 offers, and I know you've had more than 48 schools come in, how do you manage all that?
3: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is you you got to have the right right type of players
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, that that are willing to again sacrifice and and just work hard no matter what's going on. And I think with all these coaches come in, we just had Michigan State in this morning mm-hmm. um, before I walked in here, and, and today was a, a battle of mental toughness. Uh, we we've gone back to back days because of some gym things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the guys are in here about five thirty in the morning, and it's a test of your mental toughness. And some days you're really really good,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and today we we were so good mm-hmm. this morning trying to put back to back days together. Yeah. But I think you know our, our players do a great job of it. They don't get caught up at who's sitting over there. Mm-hmm. They are just there to get better. And and I talked about the determined group with with Tech kids. We've had our heart broken uh, the last few years here at Cathedral and Sectional. We just mm-hmm. can't get past, you know, last year. We, we've drawn on LN three out of the last four years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we just can't get over that hump. And, and so you see a determination because that you now have that experience. But they do a great job of just coming in and working every day and not really getting caught up in all all the stuff. Some of the stuff that I love about our players, like they don't get caught up in the social media. Like you don't see them doing all this stuff on social media they kind of just do their job. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when Tayshawn wants to commit uh, originally, he's like, I think I'll just post a picture and be done with it. You know, he may do do the video now and everything, but they're just kind of go to work guys that Mm -hmm. you can just get behind. And they're, they're what makes them so amazing is that they're even better Mm kids. Like they're not getting in trouble in class. They're really good students. Mm -hmm. I don't have to chase them to do different things. Like they just do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And the biggest compliment to them was from our younger guys in the spring about how encouraging and how positive they were. Mm -hmm. And when you start to have that kind of culture and that atmosphere, things are going to get done. And so our June was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And it helps bring along those younger guys as well because you have that positive leadership Mm -hmm. and they're establishing that true culture that you're looking for. And so if they're not getting caught up in all these coaches over there, then other guys aren't going to get caught up with them. You know, we just we just manage to the best. We're not going to change who we are when coaches come in. We, we, you know, usually it's all skill development. We don't do the open gym stuff. But we, we've kind of added some practice elements to mm-hmm. it so the college coaches can see that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only change maybe we've done is add some practice element to it um, instead of just being all skill development.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I'm not – having the the same type of consistency of of guys that that play at that level. Uh, But, you know, you talk about do you change when college coaches come in? And I can remember a workout that we had a couple years ago, and we had a college coach that came in and watched Kurt. And I'm not kidding you, Coach. We were 10 minutes into a workout, and so we were doing a lot of practice, a lot of drill work. We were doing some of our stuff on our Aces ball screen action and I'll never forget the assistant coach walked over to me, and he said, "Hey, our head coach over there." So we had head coach and assistant. He said, "Our head coach wants to know when you guys are going to play." And I, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, "Okay." And so when when we were done with that um, with that workout, that young man and I, we sat down. I said, "Hey, are you a hundred percent sure this is maybe some place you're really looking at?" And that just mm-hmm. kind of, that just kind of floored me uh, yeah. th- that that happened during practice, but. But anyway, like you said, you guys do a great job of of managing all that. You know, when when you look at your roster this year, the kids that you got coming back, I'm looking at your schedule here on the computer screen. I mean, this has got to be one of the toughest schedules uh, that I've ever seen. And so you want to maybe just go over uh, for our listeners some of the teams that you're going to play this year. It's it's incredible.
3: (laughs) Well, the, the crazy thing is it's not done yet. Um, yeah, so you and, still need three
1: games. I, I hate to tell you, but we're at, we're, we're full.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's been a couple answers, from a couple of people, I guess. Um, so I mean, we, we start. There's a lot of travel involved. You know, we go up to Bowman to start the season,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and then the Mason, Ohio, uh, Ohio Valley Classic. Uh, last year, we were supposed to play Woodward with Paul McMillan. Didn't happen because of the event, but we were still able to go over and just play them with mm-hmm. no fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we get to play St. Ignatius, was a Final Four team in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. So that will be a great battle. And, you know, with football the way it is here, uh, there's a good chance Jerron Tibbs doesn't play for us. And yeah. so that's a big, big loss for us. Yeah. But it's going to give – we've got some young guys who will give them a chance early. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, we got Braboff, who's really good in 3A this year. Mm-hmm. We turn around the next day and go play uh, Brush, uh, who just had a kid commit to Rutgers last night. And they've got two other Division One guys on that team, and I'm sure they've got more than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we turn around next weekend. We play Warren Central, mm-hmm. uh, who who's a preseason top ten team. And then the next day we play in the Forum Tipoff Classic. We've uh, that our opponent got changed to yesterday. It's a done deal. Covington Catholic is now our opponent, who was 24 and four last year in Kentucky. Okay, uh, so you go. We keep going on with that. You got Arsenal Tech, who. Who's was totally revamped mm-hmm. um, this year. I mean, they've got some Division One guys there now. Mm-hmm. And then Hall of Fame Classic, we opened with Homestead, which last year that was a double overtime battle that mm-hmm. we let slip away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get past that, you got Connorsville or Westfield. And then two days later, we play La, La on <laughs> January 1st,
1: uh, which they're, I mean, absolutely is, loaded. Is that game going to be a nationally televised game?
3: Not that I know of yet. Okay. Um, but you, you never know. I, I've had so many college coaches talk about how they can't wait to watch that one. Mm-hmm. And, and then we come back, I think, three days later, and we play Mr. Walker Marion, who will be a power in 3A.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, still, to add to our so I mean, you got the city tournament. Uh, you add to our schedule, still, we're working on a, a, a game with Louisville Mail, who will be the top team in Kentucky, who just had Caleb Glenn commit to Louisville. Uh, so that's not even on the schedule yet, but we've, we've kind of. Uh, agreed on a date. Uh, Don Bosco wants to play
2: mm-hmm. us, uh,
3: who's another prep school and And we're doing this, too, because we've got to get ready for, for sectional 10. I mean, I, I even forgot Carmel in there. I mean, yeah. you know, Carmel's defending state champs and, and just kind of the, the bar that's set right now in 4A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zionsville, I mean, it, it's, a loaded, it's a loaded schedule um, because, again, you know, we went 18-3 and last year and we lose in the first game of the sectional. And our, our game, our schedule last year was really, really tough, but it felt like we went 3-18. and 18. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like, to me, we, we've got to get over that hump.
2: Yeah. And so
3: the players want to play the schedule. Like, we're playing a lot of the mirror because mm-hmm. Tayshaun came to me and, and didn't have a great game against uh, Jeremy Spears, their point guard, uh, this summer in AU. And he's like, Coach, can we get them on the schedule? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's the type of – Jake Davis comes to me. He's like, Coach, I want to be in close games where we're, we're really pressured Mm -hmm. hey we may lose a couple in the regular season but we we want that experience Mm -hmm. so when you have players that are coming to you saying coach can we play the best Mm -hmm. then you're going to do that because if that's what they want now we're going to work every day like it like the details have to be even better because things that you may get away with if you soften the schedule you're Mm -hmm. not going to get away with going against lalemir or you know uh louisville mail or somebody like that which forces us to be better like it raises the bar and so you know, you can teams around here just won't play it. I mean, that's that's the way it is, and so somewhat we've got to we've got to look elsewhere at times. Mm-hmm. But it's a schedule that I get excited because I I love to compete and I love to play against the best. And so, and for us, uh, it's going to be a test. But again, it's all about the payoff when we get to the tournament.
1: You know, Coach, like you talk about with the scheduling, I I can remember back to last year with us and. I was talking to Ryan Osborne about a couple of different things. And, and this was back during the pandemic when everything was shut down. And I think it was um, late April or, or early May. And we were just talking some basketball things and happened to come upon the fact that they needed a game. And, and so did we. And so then we kind of started talking about playing. And uh, I can remember talking to Kevin Roy, who's a teacher here at, um, at Bar Even. He's a former head coach. Uh, coached uh, Andrew Graves in high school at WRV. And and Mm -hmm. I I just remember talking to Kevin, and I'm like, Kevin, what do you think about us doing that? I said, I know our kids can compete um, with those guys. And he looked at me, and he said, Coach, he said, I think if you don't do it and the players find out that you had an opportunity to do that, they'll be upset. And so I I reached out to some of our our senior leaders, and they're like, Coach, we're all in. Like, we need to go do Mm -hmm. this. We got got to go play. And, and, you know, it's great to hear you say – that you know Your kids are having that conversation with you about who they want to play because, again, at the end of the day, it's number one about preparing your team to peak at the right time and and to play a schedule where they're going to see everything that they could possibly get thrown at them in the sectional and sectional 10, which I think is the toughest in the entire state. But it, it's a, about putting a schedule together that the kids enjoy because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it really is about these guys and the stuff that you're talking about to put your kids in those positions um, truly shows me that you're, you're caring about these guys and, and what they want to do. So, Coach, kind of moving on um, to, um, you know, some things now. You're going into to year 18 um, – or year 19, excuse me, uh, yeah. of, of your coaching career. And you win a state championship at Waldron. You go 27-0. and, and 0, But what would you – what would Jason Delaney now go back and tell that guy that was sitting in the locker room that – that was crying tears of joy with the Waldron team, what, what would Jason Delaney now tell Jason Delaney then?
3: That's a, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of things that back then um, I didn't do do as well. You know, mm-hmm. one, using your assistant coaches uh, more and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of giving them roles yeah. and responsibilities. <laughs> Since, you know, I, I've, I've worked with some great, great coaches, mm-hmm. but I've really learned. You know, that tech in here about kind of delegating a little bit, which is a hard thing for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: um You know, Andre Wright runs our defense here and does a great job. When mm-hmm. I was a tech, Jamal Smith did it, and they did great, great jobs with it. You know, whereas I tried to do everything and be everything, mm-hmm. or everything to, to what we were doing at yeah. some other stuff. So I think that would be one thing. You know, use coaches more. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, be selective on on the jobs you take,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um because sometimes bigger is not always better.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know. We, when I was one that when we won the 1a state championship you know I was just you know trying to apply for 4a jobs and trying to go bigger and all that which is which is fine but you know just to be such a sense of rush to try to get to there um be selective in the jobs that you take like you want to take jobs that you're going to enjoy mm-hmm. and and uh you know, that you can be successful at. nothing with the rebuild, actually, the cathedral is the only gym that I've ever taken over that had a winning record before. Like, mm-hmm. everything else has been rebuilt, which I, I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like, I try to tur- uh, enjoy turning things around. Like, part of this cathedral thing is they've won only won one state title. With all the state titles that are in our gym, there's only been one state title. It was 1998. It was in 3A. There's only been one sectional one since 1998. And I happen to be on the other end of that one. But we want to be we, we preach, we, we talk as a group with our kids. Like, we want to be the first ones ever to hang that 4A banner. Like, mm-hmm. we want to be, because when you do that, you, know, you, you become legendary. And as you know, like, that bond with your state championship team is one that will last forever. Mm-hmm. Like, the bond that, that I have with the tech guys and the Walter guys, like, that's just a different bond than, than other ones. Mm-hmm. And I want those kids to feel I want them to be able to walk back in the gym when they're 50 and say, hey, we were the first ones to win a 4A state title. And we hung that banner and like, you want them to have that. And so, you know, I, I think that those are some of the things I'd go back and tell myself and just pay more attention to the details. Like I, I thought, you know, there's some things I taught, but I could have taught them so much better. Like we could have been so much more successful if I would have just paid a little more attention to details. So that's why I, I, I try to dive into them as much as I can. I love going to college practices. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, researching, I am far from a finished product, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to, to learn all the time and kind of pick brains and see how people do different things, and it's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that that's a great thing, and I think that's what's missing sometimes, um, and just in general, is, is people relying or trying to use the resources to better themselves.
1: Yeah. Coach, you talked about um... – Loving to go go to college practices. Who, who's your favorite college coach and, and why?
3: Hmm. Um, that's tough because
1: well, a, you, you can you can coaches. throw out a couple here if you want to. So, okay.
3: um, you know, from from watching practice wise, I always love Purdue. You know, I, I do I do think they do such an outstanding job of developing their guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a toughness about them. Um, you know, they they have a system and they don't stray away from that system. And when you go to the practices, they're very detailed. They're very, very good. And there's a lot of techniques built into them. So I always do enjoy Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, for the first time over the weekend, I went to Dayton um, okay. and I had never been there before. And I went and watched one of their, pra- their very first practice. And it was really, really good. Like the stuff I took away from it was really good. Mm-hmm. And, Um, you know and you can learn things at all levels like it doesn't have to be the biggest like all levels give you a lot of things uh i went to cincinnati's over the weekend too and all they did was a defensive boot camp and i'd never met uh, coach miller Mm -hmm. who's now starting over there and it was a lot of really good stuff and it's all defensive based there was no offense being coached yeah um and and so i took away a lot of things from that Mm -hmm. and you know to me it's just it's great to see how different people do it you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes we'll choose colleges that we're going to go watch that do a lot of the similar things that we do. Yeah. And then there's times that we'll go and, you know, learn something new from someone. If it's a drill, if it's terminology, if it's just a way of teaching something, yeah. you can always take away something from, from some program.
1: Oh, I love going to college practices. Like you talk okay. about one of my favorite college practices I ever went to and it, you know, things didn't turn out, the way this guy wanted him to. But Billy Gillespie, whenever he was at UK, Mm -hmm. I'll never Mm -hmm. forget going to his practices. I thought his defensive stuff was was really, really good. But we went to one of his practices, and he had a little coach's clinic on Saturday. And so we watched practice on Friday. We watched practice on Saturday after the clinic, and one of the coaches asked him, he said, Coach, you, you did the same exact thing here on Saturday that you did yesterday in practice. Is there any, any reason why you did exactly the same practice? And he said, mm-hmm. because we weren't very good at it yesterday, so we did the same thing today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, and sometimes you have to do that as a coach. You can't move yeah. on to, yeah. to step B if you haven't mastered step A. And and that's that's good to see that college coaches are doing that same type of stuff.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Coach, one of the things that, that I think a lot of people know about you, but you might touch on a little bit uh, here with some of our listeners, Uh, that are tuning in is is you spend a lot of time in the spring with the AAU circuit. And so just tell us a little bit about that, how you got involved in that and and some of the really positive things that I see you putting out there uh, that you've been able to do through AAU. And I know one of the big things is helping kids that that are not your own, you know, achieve their dream of playing college basketball.
3: You know, I I used to be against AAU. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll lie about that um and so i'm I'm of the believing like if you if you think something needs to be fixed instead of complaining about it then get your hands dirty and get in there and start working <laughs> amen, you know? to that. amen. And, and so you know and it's 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 bad you know everyone says oh, i use that no it's not hey you that. it's it's you know there's good and bad with everything there's mm-hmm. good and bad in high school I mean, there's, there's just good and bad with everything yeah and so i wanted to get involved um the reason with Indy heat is because I had Trey Lyles and uh, CJ Walker both play uh, with that organization. And I would, I'm, I'm, I'm big on going to support our guys. Mm-hmm. So I would travel to Fort Wayne and different places um, to watch our guys play. You know, uh, we had guys playing for Indiana Elite, and I'd go watch them and, yeah. you know, different programs. And so, but with the Indy Heat program, I always watched them play on that EYBL level, and they always came back better players.
2: Mm-hmm. They
3: were tougher. They were more skilled. They they were going against the best. And so I wanted to get involved. Uh, Jared Quarles uh, gave me an opportunity to just travel uh, with them going into CJ Walker's senior year. So I would travel with them on the EYBL stops.
2: Mm-hmm. I helped
3: them with scouting reports, something yeah. that they hadn't done before. Yeah. Why couldn't you take the high school element? of scouting and being prepared and take it to an AU level. Mm-hmm. And so I, I helped them do that. And so it was fun. I mean, watching them play against Jason Tatum and, you know, you all these big time players now in the NBA, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And so that following year, they made a change, um, with their 16s coach mm-hmm. and cause they, they were struggling. So I, I took over the 16s and had Isaiah Thompson, uh, Ethan Britton, Watts. um, you know, and some some other guys, Jeron Coleman, who I met, who I would later coach at Cathedral that, that next year, and we did well. And so then uh, I met Andre Wright, who who's our associate head coach here at Cathedral now, who was a longtime college coach, and we started coaching together. And so we took over the 16s full time the next year. Uh, we had you know uh, Brandon Newman, who's at Purdue. We had Isaiah Thompson. We had Ethan Britton Watts. We had John Michael Malloy, who's at Butler. And it wasn't the most, most talented team that they had put together, but they had never qualified for Peach Jam at the 16th. Mm-hmm. So we worked really hard. We were going to be gritty. We were going to be tough. We did all those things, and we qualified for the Peach Jam. We actually lost in the Final Four mm-hmm. uh, to Sharif Cooper. We lost by three, and Isaiah Thompson was hurt. Uh, he had gotten hurt the night before, and he had scored 43 points, but he had deep thigh bruising, so he couldn't play. Yeah, but but that atmosphere at Peach Jam, like Banger's life, is really really cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: As you know, I mean, it's just it's it's something you remember for your life. But the Peach Jam is just right there with it. Yeah, uh, when it's packed and it's surrounding you, it's a really cool experience. So we coached the sixteens. We moved up to next year. We coached Keon Brooks and Trace Jackson Davis. We got to the Peach Jam there. We're playing against James Wiseman. We're playing against all these big time names. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes, and the atmosphere is great. And then. The, the group that, that was really enjoyable was the next group. The one that, so they ranked them uh, out of 40 teams, how they think you're going to finish. And we were picked in the bottom four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't supposed to be very good. But this group with Nigel Pack and Dre Davis, Jaden Ivey, Caleb first, um, John Hewley, who, who's out Pittsburgh, Keon Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powell, um, We had Justin Powell, who ended up getting hurt after the first tournament. Um I mean, it was just a great group. And then Luke Goody joins us because we had to pull him up from the six teams because we were low on bodies. Uh-huh. We actually finished number three in in the um, in scoring in the YBL. We qualified for the Peach Jam. We go down there. We Our very first game is against Josh Christopher and and uh, Vegas Elite, and they're the top-scoring team. And we, we beat them by 14. And then we have to turn around and we play Mac Irvin, who's loaded. And we, we beat them by we set a peach jam record, beat them by fifty. And then we played Night Riders with uh, Scotty Barnes and Isaiah Todd. We beat them by thirty. Mm-hmm. Like this group was such a tough group who just did things the right way. That was such an enjoyable thing. And so now, you know, keeping in, keeping in contact with all these guys like Jayden, like the the way that they the way that they went about their business was like professionals. And that's what we told them all the time. You guys are pros. Just by your approach, and it was so refreshing. Like no one missed a minicamp, no one missed a practice, no one missed anything. We they we would give them scouting reports because we would do film and scouting reports with those guys. Mm-hmm. And we would win a game, and they'd be like, "Coach, when's the next scouting report?" Yeah. Like they wanted that information. And you know, we played uh, why not team why not twice, which Russell Westbrook's team with Jalen Green and Devin Askew and all these other guys. And we beat them by 18 and 17. And a quick, funny story, we're getting ready to play them in the Peach Jam. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it, I mean, it's sold out. I mean, you can't get in anymore. And we're waiting to get into the gym. And the skill crew comes up to us, and, and we're getting ready to play them. And yeah. they said to us, hey, can you back up? Can you get out of the way? Because they were filming Why Not coming in, you know, doing the soccer. You know, <laughs> that was the big draw. Yeah. And then – we get to come in, you know, once they're all in, and we beat them by, by 18. Yeah. To me, that was refreshing because, again, we weren't about the hype and the flash. It was about this group. And to watch them, Nigel Pack, great freshman year at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was about ready to go to Rice before we played in the EYBL mm-hmm. like that's where he was headed yeah. and then we play in the EYBL and he does it the only kid ever to have a triple double at the mm-hmm. Jam, and he has a great freshman year mm-hmm. uh Dre Davis great freshman year at Louisville j Nine, unbelievable freshman year at Purdue Caleb mm-hmm. first Mr. Basketball like it, it, it was so awesome to see those kids have success last year as well because mm-hmm. you knew the type of way that they went about their business and to me that is what this is all about. You make relationships with kids that you would never really get to know. But because you get involved with AAU, again, not your players. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, honestly, you're, you're coaching against them somewhere in the season, and they come back better. And, you know, there's been a lot of times. Trace Jackson Davis, we played Center Grove his senior year. We lose on the last second three. He's texting me that night. And that's a relationship that you really remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wouldn't have that opportunity if you didn't get involved in AAU.
1: Well, like you said, coach, the the thing is is about opportunities for kids, and that's that's why we get into this. And so it's really neat to hear you talk about that AAU side of things, and and, and all that you've been able to do, and the kids that you've been able to coach, and contacts that you've made throughout that. But when, when you look at this, you know you're coaching year round. I mean, mm-hmm. you never stop. What no. what does your summer look like? Because that's a kind of a hot topic among high school coaches. Is you know what's too much. What's not enough? What What does the cathedral summer look like? Um, well, whenever you guys get throw, started.
3: Throw in, I'm coaching my son too as a sixth grader now. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, but this is this is who I am. Like mm-hmm. someday, this is all going to end.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Someday, you know, it, it's all going to end. It's just going to be the end of your career, and and I'm going to live it up while I can. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said, since I was a little boy, this is what I came to do. Like, this is, this is what I've always wanted to do. I live my dream each and every day.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so I'm not going to waste those opportunities. Like, if I have a chance to coach and help young kids and to better them and better them as people, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that opportunity. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And so that's one of the reasons I love doing it. Like, again, going back real quick to the AU part of it, why do we do this kind of reports? Why did we, we do walkthroughs? Why did we do all this stuff? Why did we make our skill Like, when we practice, we practice. Like, it was tough. Mm-hmm. why do we do that because we're trying to do our part of helping those kids be ready for college yeah. like we don't want them to walk in and never see the scouting report you know and their high school coaches are great but like while they're with us it was our and we had agendas of where they need to be when like it's our job to coaches shouldn't have to worry about them being with us like mm-hmm. it's we're an extension of helping them out yeah so that's that i'm living my dream and so the time part of it you know, to me, it's a blessing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But in the because summer, so Cathedral's loaded. I mean, that, that we're we're jam packed in June. Mm-hmm. We we went. We had twenty six games in the month of, of June. You mm-hmm. know, and people talk about just playing. Well, part of that is the summer league, and part of that is we're going to team camp to where they're going to look at our kids. We're trying to provide opportunities for our kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Where we're in you, the weight room three times. Where do you guys go? The, where do you guys go to team camp at Coach?
3: Um, last year. I mean, we've been to IU, Purdue before, but they didn't have them last year. Last year, we went to Miami, Ohio. We went to Marion.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We went to um, there was somewhere else. We played in the summer league. Wow, well, we went to uh, Indiana Wesleyan mm-hmm. again. You're going to all different levels because mm-hmm. you are trying to give every kid here an opportunity. Like, yeah. and when we got to the Charlie Hughes, which uh, you know again is is my favorite event of the summer. You know, we we even we had you know. Um, Rosters printout out, and our managers are going to hand them out to the to the coaches. And even one of our managers got an opportunity. They said, "Hey, we're looking for a manager. If you're interested, you know." That's so again, cool. That's really cool. There's another opportunity. Well, we have two guys who have been here at Cathedral, who are both Xavier on their men's basketball managerial staff.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: called up Coach Steele, and he was awesome to get them on there. Again, we're trying to help as many kids as we can mm-hmm. uh, because they're working just as hard as anybody else. Yeah. So June is packed with weights. We have two weeks of camp, so our players work the camp
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, because, again, that's who they're here to see. They're not here to see any of us coaches. Yeah. And so June's packed. July, we've got so many guys doing AU. We're still in the weight room three times a week if they're in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, they need to get a break and get away from me mm-hmm. and AU, and then we start back up, you know, at the end of the morning um, when we're able to.
1: Coach, you, you touched on um, coaching your son. And... Um, with that, I know he's a sixth grader, but what, what's that like for you? Because I'm starting to do that now with with the second grade group, and and yeah. I, I just love being in the gym. I'm like you; it doesn't matter uh, what level I'm coaching. I'm just I feel blessed to coach the game. Yeah. But what's that like for you, coaching your son?
3: <laughs> it's it, it, it's a lot of fun. Like my son's my pride and joy. Like uh-huh. yeah, I've never pushed him. To basketball, no really longer be be like that, but mm-hmm. he chose it on his own. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool now, uh, and such a blessing that just he chose that. So when we're getting ready to play, like high school here at Cathedral, like he's watching YouTube films and he can tell me all the players. Yeah. To me, he, he's got that extension, thing. and so he's even he watches film on his own of, of twenty twenty eight uh, teams that we're getting ready to play. Uh-huh. And so I I got involved again um, about a year ago mm-hmm. because. Uh, I wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing with me in this youth AAU. I wanted to teach.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so, funny story. So I started helping out one of our assistants. I was his assistant coach. And we play our first game, and we get beat by about 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I'm that night, I'm technical. Right, coach, I can't do this. Like, we, we, we're going to, you know, like. I'm such a competitor. We're gonna figure out a way. Yeah, and so it was really neat just through teaching. We were running the same stuff we run here at Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Same principles. Same, and this was with fifth graders. Mm-hmm. And, and just the teaching aspect of it. So then we, we after that take off. We win the league. We we had the are the highest scoring team. The defense picked up. Like it was really really neat to see. And we became one of the the best teams around here. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat to see when you put that teaching to it how those kids even in fifth grade will respond it wasn't about mixtapes it wasn't about all the rankings and hypes which you no know, college coach cares about what you're ranked in middle school anyway but exactly. you know a lot of these parents don't know that and so but to me coaching my son was really he gets no treat he gets treated no different than anybody else mm-hmm. um i mean we we coach those kids and we teach and we do all those things Opportunity. Indy Heat's never really been down with the youth program here in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and so talking to Todd Hensley and Jared Quarles, we kind of brought it down. You know, it this year we'll have fifth, sixth, seventh. Uh, hopefully, we can, continue to build that. Uh, but it's an opportunity for kids uh, to, to to play, and so now being a part of that and kind of overseeing it, uh to me, we have an opportunity to help more kids now. So. <laughs> It, it, it's cool to coach my son. I really, really enjoy being in the gym with him and watching him do, like, some of the stuff that our high school kids are working on and seeing him grasp it. it it's really cool, really, really cool to me.
1: Well, Coach, I, we have taken up a ton of your time this morning, and uh, I, I appreciate you taking time away from your assistant AD role there at the school. Uh, to talk with us, you cut practice short today. Uh, I'm flabbergasted by the fact that you had Michigan State in the gym this morning and you cut them short to be on checking it with the cheap or checking it from the cheap seats with Coach Thompson. So, Coach, we really appreciate you. One of the things that we kind of do here at the end is we we go through a little bit of a speed round, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so just shoot off the hip here with mm-hmm. with the first uh, things that come come to mind here. All right, so All right. Coach Delaney. You've got a little bit of downtime in the evening. Um, What's your favorite professional sport to watch? Uh, NFL. NFL. Okay. Coach Delaney is breaking down a team. What's your favorite thing to do? Go scout them in person or to watch them on film? In person. Okay. So when you're in the gym and you're scouting in person, you go to the concession stand, what is Coach Delaney's go-to at the concession stand?
3: um probably popcorn
1: popcorn uh my question real quick I want to go into that do you rate it do you rate the popcorn on Twitter because I've seen some coaches that rate the concession stand popcorn on Twitter do you do that
3: (laughs) no I'm not a Twitter popcorn rater
1: (laughs) um so on the sidelines are you a suit guy are you a polo guy you a quarter zip guy
3: I was always a suit guy until last year Uh uh during COVID with the mask and everything it's really hot so my assistants have always tried to kill me about, hey, can we change it up? Can we change it up? So finally last year I changed up, and now like we we enjoyed it. And, and our AD here said, I don't know why you basketball guys wear. He's a big football guy. I don't know why you got. Yeah, Are you basketball guys wear suits anyway? Yeah. So, you know, we'll probably mix it up this year.
1: You know, I always did that as well. But like you said, with with COVID, it just seemed like everybody was dressing down a little yeah. more casual with the mask and everything, yeah. and uh, it just, you know. It, the the same thing with us it's like you know why 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 did we get in this habit of doing this right you get that from the other coaches okay so somebody's coming into town uh you're going out to eat with them uh after a game where are you going
3: Mm, that's a great question um georgia's because they're a big sponsor of cathedral okay georgia
1: what kind of food they got there at georgia's
3: they've got everything so uh really good wraps really good sandwiches Mm -hmm. salads everything you can imagine.
1: All right. Well, Coach, you talked a lot about coaching, spending a lot of time there coaching your team, coaching AAU. Do you have a hobby outside of basketball, something that you do as a stress relief?
3: Hmm. Um, yeah, I love to go to nine-round and, and work out. Okay. do some kickboxing, mm-hmm. kind of relieve all the stress.
1: Okay. So you're a kickbox guy. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: All right. Um, favorite college basketball team to watch? I know you'd already talked talked about, you know, Purdue and – and Dayton, some of those schools, you like to go watch their practices. But you're going to watch a game. Who's your favorite team to watch?
3: I'm watching Purdue. I in right. Lafayette, Indiana. My parents were IU fans, but I was a Purdue fan. Yep. So, Purdue.
1: Well, Coach, again, hey, thank you so much for being on with us today. Um, your, your schedule looks amazing. Uh, you got some great players. I know you're going to have a great season. I pray that you guys uh, can stay safe this year, stay healthy, which I know is a huge part of – uh, of any time but especially here in the times that we're living so uh, I, I pray uh, that you guys stay safe this year stay injury free and and best of luck to you and the irish
3: same to you coach with all that you know again big fan of yours love you know reading the tweets and, and and talking to you and just following your team you do such an outstanding job and those kids are better because they have you as their coach and they're blessed and you know maybe they may not realize it now but they will down the road so i wish you and the bar Reeve team, all the success in the world. Hopefully, another state title goes up for you this year. Uh, but again, I know you're making better men down there.
1: I appreciate it, Coach. Um, stay blessed. You- Thanks for joining us for this week's Checking It from the Cheap Seats. We appreciate Coach Delaney hopping on with us. Next week, we're going to be joined by head coach Mark Davidson of the Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian Braves. Coach uh, will be sharing a lot of different things concerning his coaching philosophy, things that are going on with the team, things that are going on with his sons who are playing college basketball. And he'll also share some inspirational stories with each and every one of us as coach is engaged in the biggest battle of his life right now as he takes on cancer head-on. So we appreciate Coach Davidson making time for us here this preseason, and we look forward to talking to him next week on Checking It from the Cheap Seats.